Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. What's going on, y'all? This is the Daily Destroyer, the DFS show on the Dynasty Warzone Network. This is week eight. I am Tyler. He is Lou. As always, we will be breaking down the main slate on DraftKings. Week eight main slate. Talking mostly cash, but as always, get a little GBP sprinkled in there as well. Like we always do, we start at the quarterback position. And Lou, I think the question that everyone wants to know this week is, are we playing? Sam Ellinger. Is he a play? I mean, it's 4K. I mean, I'll, I'll let you go first. I, I have some thoughts on it, too, but I'll turn it over to you, man. Sam Ellinger, 4K, starting quarterback. Yeah, like, the reason I think I'm going to play him is just the fact that you kind of need the salary savings this week. Uh, there's not a lot of screaming values out there, and there are a lot of good plays at the higher end. But generally, going into this week, we thought, oh, all of the big names are off the slate. They're playing on on showdowns and whatnot. And so then we see, oh, it's going to be a Jalen Hurts week. But then when you look at it, you could save $4,300, which you could do a lot. Like, this is a 4K flat, mid-priced quarterback that's going to be starting. This isn't a 5,500 quarterback, you know. And Sam Ellinger... He's looked good in the preseason as far as like putting up fantasy points. He's willing to run for 4K. I just think if a lot of people are going to play him, and if you don't play him and he comes out of this game with like 18 points and your quarterback that you spent 2,200 yeah. or 4,300 more on um, ends up getting 22, like there, it's just such an advantage. If he rushes in a touchdown, if he throws two touchdowns, you know, like he doesn't have to get all that much at that salary. Uh, I think if he gets under 10, it might be a dud that hurt you. But for the most part, I think you can use that savings elsewhere. I'll probably end up with him. Yeah, and I think the big thing here, Lou, is, you know, the 4K is a ridiculous price, but 
He runs. He, he ran in college. He ran in the preseason. We know he's capable of rushing. You know, I feel pretty confident projecting Sam Ellinger for, you know, probably 30, 40 yards at least. I mean, 50 yards plus wouldn't surprise me. The Colts right now are, um, I think Vegas has him at 21 points, so three touchdown implied total. You got to think he's going to be involved. Like, JT might get one or two, but he's going to be involved in at least one of those. The price is just too good, and I'm with you, where I find myself just needing that savings this week to uh, necessarily get by. A um, couple other names I want to toss out there. Like, I think we're playing Sam Ellinger, but, like, if we're not going Sam, let's get a couple other options. The two at the top, I think that really, like, I shouldn't say at the top. The two that kind of float to the top to me is going to be Tua at 6200 in his matchup against the Lions. I mean, it's just like, you know, if you're playing the Lions, you start the players, and 6200 is a good price. And then Daniel Jones... He's been absolutely on fire. He's been rushing a lot. He gets the Seahawks exactly, not exactly a good defense either at 5,700. Both are priced pretty fairly, pretty cheaply compared to the other quarterbacks we've played. Your thoughts on Tua at 62 and Daniel Jones at 57. Yeah, I think I, I kind of wish Jones didn't have that big of a week last week. I think that has more eyes on him. Uh, I think he's, he's fine. It's not, I'm not like, overly excited to play him but he is under 6k seattle we've seen a lot of these seattle games blow out uh and i mean the giants oddly enough are one of the better teams record-wise uh in the nfc and i could see them putting up some points here against seattle we'll come to it later at, at different positions but i do have some concerns with seattle this week um but He's probably one of my favorites uh, just because of the price difference. But I mean, two at 6,200 in his matchup against the Lions is very enticing. I think we'll see a lot of people go to that Miami Detroit game for stacking purposes. I think if I weren't going all the way down to Ellinger, I think I'd be more likely to go Tua than Daniel Jones just because we've seen to his upside more often than Jones and Jones downside uh, is pretty low comparatively. So I think I'd prefer Tua in this range. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I mean, this lions dolphins game, I think is the only game that's uh, implied total in the fifties. So people are absolutely going to be playing around it. I do like Tua. if I wasn't going to Ellinger, I'll be going to uh, the matchups too juicy. We know a lot of points get scored quickly and very often against the lions. So, this one's pretty straightforward. Sam Allinger, but we like Tua. We like Daniel Jones. Is there another quarterback you at least want to bring up, or, or are you good to move along here, quarterback? Pretty straightforward for cash. Yeah, I think this, it's kind of funny. This might be the lowest ownership-wise. You'll get Jalen Hurts, potentially all season. Uh, and as we mentioned before, Lamar's not on the slate. Josh Allen's not on the slate. Some of these other guys that have massive ceilings aren't on the slate to to compare with him. So he does have like a clear ceiling that's different from um, the rest of these quarterbacks. Like his ceiling is over 30 points where we've seen to hit that once. Right. Uh, but outside of that, I think I'm going to play some cousins stacks in tournaments. Uh, I think Kyler's also interesting. There's probably only other two plays uh, I'd end up doing this week. Yep, straightforward week. Give me your pool of three just for the sake of sakes here. Let's say Ellinger, Tua, and Kyler. Love it. 
Over to running back, things finally get a little more interesting for us. Um, let's start at the very top because I do think there's at least some interesting plays that are in that kind of top frame there. Let's go with the 8K and up. Get your thoughts here. We got McCaffrey at 87. Derrick Henry in a great matchup. I think Houston Texans are currently last DVOA against the run at 8,400. Henry, 8,400. Saquon, 81. Jonathan Taylor, 8. You know, frankly, like, all right, let's, like, if you want to fight me on it, go ahead. But I think, you know, it's safe to kind of, like, rule out CMC. I'm just not there yet in cash. But Derrick Henry, 84. Saquon Barkley, 81. Jonathan Taylor, 8. All pretty elite options, all in good matchups. Thoughts on these higher-priced guys? Man, this is just... I can, I can throw some stats to you real quick, but... Do it. Do it. I I just added these guys. I don't know how you don't play Dark Henry. Houston, worst rushing defense in the league. Josh Jacobs just put up 40 points on them last week. We have seen Henry have some work uh, in the passing game here. The questions, have we confirmed yet if it's going to be Ryan Tannehill uh, starting versus Malik Willis? It, that it, does, things, it, does, it does seem like it's leaning that way. I still think they'll lean on Henry, but the last three games that Henry has faced Houston, so span of the last two years since they are in the same division, he has at least 200 rushing yards and at least two rushing touchdowns in each of those three games. Not just average. Each of those games, he has at least 202. He just absolutely smashes this team. I think a lot of people will go there if you're paying up uh, because of that. Might mean Saquon is a better play. Do you, What's your take on Jonathan Taylor with Ellinger starting? Do you think they're going to lean on? I think they are going to be leaning on uh, Jonathan Taylor a bit more. I think the biggest thing here is like if I'm not playing Ellinger, I, I think there's a good chance that I'm looking to get Jonathan Taylor. It's not like a yeah. lock, but if I go Ellinger, I'm hoping to get like a rushing touchdown. So I'm probably not going to play JT with Ellinger, but if I don't play Ellinger, I'm at least looking Jonathan Taylor's way. Yeah, I think that's one of the better leverages on the entire slate because Ellinger is going to be heavily owned. You just go with with Jonathan Taylor um, as the they're not going to pass it. It's just going to be a bunch of like 30 rush attempt game from Jonathan Taylor or something. Let's, let's talk about some guys that we were on next last week. And we played, um, cause I think they're good plays again this week. Josh Jacobs at 75, Ramondre Stevenson at 64 and Kenneth Walker at 65, all pretty good prices for the volume that they're getting. So the guys that we were on last week, Jacobs at 75, Ramondre Stevenson at 64, Kenneth Walker at 65, any interest in any of these? more than the other. I do. I love what Josh Jacobs has been doing this season. I think he looks great. He is getting a, a decent amount of uh, receptions. I do like that game environment. Saints Raiders, that's one that I'm trying to attack. Kenneth Walker just seems like he gets a big run every game. I do like him too. So I think because of price, I would probably would go Walker one but I might lean Jacobs over Ramondre. I do have some concerns against this the Jets' defense. Agreed, agreed. That, Ramondre, I'm not going back to. I mean, the Patriots' offense isn't all that good either. So I, I think and he's probably And I think David Harris is, was eased back in last week, and I yeah. think he gets a little bit more play. So I think Ramondre's fine, but yeah, I'm with you on that one. But, but Kenneth Walker, let's talk about it. I mean, we're really relying on those big runs, though. I mean, he's not getting any looks through the air. 
right? But like, yeah. I think like is a concern. This concern, but at sixty five hundred though, I think I can keep riding it. If he gets into the seven Ks, I think that's when I start getting concerned with Kenneth Walker and his lack of the pass game. But I like it, and I feel like Josh Jacobs is just a smash top five running back play at this point in time, man. It's just yeah, it's tough to get away from it. Um, it's a lot harder players, to fit him though. Yeah, this week. Two other plays, I mean, the, the reason he's hard to fit is these other plays that I'm about to go over. This is why it's tough to fit Jacobs at 7,500, is you got Tony Pollard at 61, Zeke's looks like he's out, and Alvin Kamara's at 71. I think both these plays, um, I don't know if they're better, but like they're in the same consideration for me. I expect them to have similar ownership, very high ownership. Your thoughts on Paul, Pollard 61, Alvin Kamara 71? Pollard is another guy who seems like he, you plug and play. Yeah. All of these guys that we've talked about, Pollard's cheapest. That and sometimes it just comes down to that. Uh we've seen what he can do when given a full workload. And I mean, it, we've been waiting to see Pollard Chalk Week usually smashes. And the Bears haven't been all that good against the run either. We know he can be involved, pick up a few uh receptions in this game as well. And with Dak back, I think it's more likely of the offense runs well but it could be a grudge match so i think that's one i currently i think i'm planning on fading him in tournaments uh but playing him in cash i think he's gonna be one of those plays uh this week because there are a lot of other good plays in the 6k range but i think pollard probably first one in kamara the tough part about kamara is he isn't scoring touchdowns this year and with Taysom there what does he not do but is he not do yeah, but Taysom is yeah. just the one that they're giving the the touches in the red zone to. That's some concern to me. I do think that Jacobs has a lot more uh, higher likelihood of touchdowns. So I think right now I'll probably end up playing Kamara, but it's tough. So the, the four I'm looking at here, I'll probably play three of them in cash, would be Pollard, Walker, and then I'm between jacobs and kamara i don't really know how much the 400 difference does for me but did you see that tweet from kamara earlier today like now there's some rumors of potentially him getting moved before the deadline so do you think they potentially don't give him a, a full workload because they're trying to move him by the deadline muted And we'll see if there's more to that tweet than him just, like, messing with us, Lou. Because yeah. um, there was nothing about the tweet that, like, you know, said there was a trade deadline. I think It, it could like have been about the popping. Tony stuff, too, I was yeah, thinking. I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I'm, I'm monitoring it, Lou. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see how it goes. And one name we haven't mentioned that I think is interesting, similarly, like, you know, the JT and Ellinger thing, but is Raheem Mostert. Like, if it, we're going Ellinger yeah. and we're not that interested um, in Tua – you know, Mostert's, I think he's got four straight weeks of 15 touches. Um, and 15 touches uh, against the Lions is, is basically 20-point smash. You know, like, that's basically what it's been. If you get 15, yeah. if you're a running back and you get 15 touches against the Detroit Lions, you're putting 20 points up. That's basically how this works. Um, so I think he's another guy when I talk about saving a little bit of money, if I pay up a bit more at wide receiver, which I've, some of my, like, you know, shells that I've built out, like, there's some wide receivers I like to get in that are a little bit more expensive, 
Mo Mostert's definitely a guy that I've been looking to. It's kind of like a little bit more of a savings off the, you know, the Kamaras and, and the Jacobs and, you know, even, I guess, Ramondre's to an extent. So, yeah. Mostert thoughts. The other thought about – I, it's funny because Mostert was in my uh, first lineup that I built before Pollard News. Um, Pollard 200 more. So, it originally I was thinking Mostert – Jacobs and then becomes like Pollard Kamara was like an easy switch, but uh, yeah, he's probably my favorite of the pivots because he's facing the lines. We know that upside and also we'll come to it uh, at wide receiver, but I do think a lot of people are going to go to a stacks this week. Mostert is also a good pivot off of that. So one fun interesting lineup that you could build out would be like a Dak stack with Mostert off of the two stacks with Pollard. Like mm -hmm. you kind of opposite there. Um, but yeah, I think Mostert is probably my, my favorite of those. Also Damian Pierce is in that price range and he's getting great usage facing the Titans. They could be struggling uh, this week. We don't know, but I don't know. It's kind of tough. I do think it's just going to be, a Henry smash game. I don't really see the Texans leading in this one, but probably one of the games that they could lead. So I kind of go back and forth on Damian Pierce, but I, I do think I prefer Mostert over him. Yeah. I, I'm absolutely with you on that one. I mean, I, I kind of like the way I'm looking at it now is like Pollard's finding his way in there. I, I it's usually for me, it's like Pollard, Mostert and Walker. It's kind of like where I found myself going. Like All cheaper. Yeah. Under um, seven. Yeah. If I need to. But I mean, like, I also kind of like the idea of getting to Henry um, or Saquon. I mean, they both are smashes. But we, I, I still have, have yet to finalize things here, Lou. Um, any other running backs you uh, want to chat about here? Yeah. Interesting one for this week is going to be DeAndre Swift. What are you uh, thinking of doing on him? Even in, like, season-long leagues, uh, I'm playing I have season some concern to play him, but... I feel like if if you're not going to play him his first week back, then like why why did you why hold him, him still? Yeah. So do you think you play him? He's 6,800. He's at in that price range. He's still a good price, I'd say, um, because <sighs> we know what his upside is on usage. But I don't know. Do you think they'll ease him in? I think they're going to ease him in. I think they're very comfortable with Jamal Williams and even Craig Reynolds to an extent that he does get eased in. You know, I think there's a good chance, you know, you, you bust a long runoff or they use him a couple times around the goal line, um, you know, catches some balls. But I, he's in cash, I just think there's way better options for that price that I have to, I have to look elsewhere. Like, I, I, I do think they ease him in. I mean, there's, there's no point in running Swift to the ground right now. The Lions have the number one overall pick right now. I know that I want, they want to win games, but at the same time, like, he's part of this organization moving forward um, in the long term, so... I just don't see any benefit to like getting Swift twenty touches, you know, right when he comes back after a bit of an injury. So, I'm staying away. I think he's definitely still start in your season long leagues, kind of like a you know an RB two kind of situation. Yeah. But you know he's not priced like that. So there's just other guys I want a better piece of for cheaper. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, I do think because of that, you're going to get some low ownership on him. Uh, I think a lot of the two stacks are more likely to use Hawkinson and Amonra than Swift. So I did have some interest in uh, making like two stacks that include that. There's a lot of fun yeah, ways that you can play that game. 
there's yeah, a sure. there's a ton of good players in in that game on both sides of the ball. Like each have a running back, uh, a couple of wide receivers in there that you can play, and then of course the tight ends. So there's a lot of ways that you can stack that game, which I actually like uh, when games set up that way. Versus you know the if you play a cousin stack, you know you're going to have to have like Jefferson in there kind of thing. So. Uh, I'm excited to play uh, some of those uh, tournaments this week, but that's pretty much all I had at, at running back. There's no one like sub 6K that I'm super interested in outside of that. That uh, the most the only name that I'll throw out there is Daryl Henderson. Like he got an elite workload uh, when yeah. Akers isn't expected to play, and the 49ers are pretty banged up on defense. We just saw the the Falcons, you know, do them pretty dirty. I don't. The defense is not what they used to be. I'm, I'm probably not going that route just because no foreman. Deontay Foreman, like I, I, 100 too, yards every like, time he starts. I like Deontay Foreman. I really like Deontay Foreman, but I think it's just too much of a split. between. If, if, if Chuba Hubbard was ruled out of this one with the ankle, and I don't sure. think he's going to be, I, I would be interested at 53, but I just can't bring myself to do it. So let's yeah. give me the pool of five running backs, Lou. Sure. Uh, Pollard, Walker, Jacobs, Henry, and Mostert. Don't. I'm playing some Henry this week. I don't care. I had a jam, man. He guaranteed two yards and two touchdowns, right? I think I'm going to end up doing it too, man. <laughs> I, I like. I, I said I, I just went, said I was going Pollard, Mostert, and Walker, but I might have maybe not in cash because I, I do think the 2000 and savings is useful elsewhere. But I mean, if I could get it up there, yeah. Uh, wide receivers. I think is I'll start at the top again. Just I think there are some interesting guys yeah. up here. Let's um let's start let's start with the top four here. Uh, let's go eighty five hundred and up. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill eighty five hundred in a smash matchup. He's going to be pretty highly owned. Devontae Adams. We know he has the flu, but it is a pretty nice matchup. The New Orleans Saints past defense has been bad, and it looks like Marshawn Lattimore is going to be out of this one. He did not practice today. Today is Thursday, so. Looks like it might be free reign for Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson, 9,100. I mean, it's J. Jeff against the Cardinals. I mean, J. Jeff's a good play. And then Cooper Cup, Mr. Steady, 9,600. These are pretty four pretty expensive wide receivers here. Thoughts on these four? Anyone sticking out to you? Anyone a big fade? I literally wouldn't hate anyone for playing any of these guys. Uh, Tyreek is going to be the one people click first. I think when it comes to cash, part of that, just the fact that he's going to be the highest owned of them in cash, I think if you're going up, you pick him. Uh, I think if you don't put Tyreek, like, it's hard to say, but almost like any lineup I make that doesn't have Tyreek, I almost want to definitely have Waddle in it. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So... Like, you kind of play Tyreek. Devontae Adams, massive target share. If Waller is going to be out again, he's just he's the guy. It's Adams and Jacobs are just going to be the entire Raiders offense. Um, Justin Jefferson, there's nothing bad you could say about him. This is probably the – it might be the second-best game environment. Uh, you could argue Saints-Raiders is as well. But, I mean, Justin Jefferson is the guy there. Cooper Cup, nothing bad you can say about Cooper Cup. He has the toughest matchup 
of all the guys up there and his price is just significantly high enough compared to them. They all have the pretty much similar floors and uh, all massive ceilings over 30 points. We saw Tyreek's floor last week with like 14 and uh, I still think he's just in a smash spot against the Lions. So I think I prefer Hill here, probably Hill then Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, I don't know if I'm going to play the other two, but I I wouldn't fault you for doing it. It gives you some leverage for sure. Let's move down a little bit to a couple wide receivers I think will have pretty decent ownership that are some good plays. DeAndre Hopkins at 7,400. He came back and just I think he had 14 targets for like 10 catches over 100 yards. Like, Clearly hasn't hasn't missed, missed a beat here. They're just going to keep feeding the man. 7,400 for DeAndre Hopkins. Amon Ross St. Brown, like, been dealing with some injuries. Apparently, like, he wasn't even really injured last week. They just, like, saw something when the new things, they pulled him out. Yeah. And he's 6,900. And then let's talk about Waddle real quick. I mean, we know Waddle has the ability to, to have those kind of boom games. Uh, it's quite the savings from Tyreek's 85 to Waddle at 67. So, Waddle 67, Amon Ross 69. Hopkins, 74. Thoughts? In, out. Love them all. Hate them all. Yeah, I... For Amonra, I almost only want to play him in those game stacks. He is somewhat pricey for a guy that has been injured. He's hurt you a few times recently. Uh, The Lions offense just haven't looked as good. Now, maybe with Amonra and Swift, hopefully 100%. Their offense will run a little better, and we do like that game environment. So I'll probably still be somewhat interested in him. I don't know on Pittman. Uh, maybe because we're playing Ellinger. I don't know if a lot of people are going to play Pittman with him or not. That might bring up his ownership, but I feel like people aren't really going to play too much for Pittman. I would agree. Uh, probably not because they're afraid that he's not going to throw enough or be yeah. good enough and what that looks like. Does he continue to dump off just like Matt Ryan did to – to Paris Campbell, yeah. there are there are some serious concerns about Pittman. He's not really on but, my radar right now. But Hopkins is like by far my favorite uh, in this range. Like, I think because of what we were saying earlier on pricing of stuff, I am talking myself more into it since we've been hopped on here. But a Cousins Jefferson Hopkins stack is pretty expensive, so I don't think a lot of people are going to do it. But it's pretty enticing to me. As we've been talking through, I mean, Hopkins at 7,400, what I was saying about those those top five guys, he's at least 1,000 cheaper than all of them with the same Mm -hmm. ceiling and pretty much same floor. Got Marquise Brown there. I already mentioned I I do like Kyler. This is a good game environment to be a part of. Hopkins is a guy I'm trying to to fit into lineups where I can. Understood. I'm with you. Hopkins is one of the first guys I click to. I have been going to... Um, Waddle over Tyreek, but I think you can go either way. Waddle with Hopkins, you're saying? Yes, yeah, Hopkins. It makes a of, ton of sense to me. Yeah, that's kind of the, the direction that I've been going. A couple other guys I, I expect at least to have some decent ownership is going to be Tyler Lockett, 65. Yeah. P- people are going to want this game with DK and Metcalf likely sitting out. Um, and then DJ Moore, 5,300. Very, like, decently priced here. We saw, like, with CMC out, a lot of targets found their way and things were decent. Like, he was a good play, so thoughts on Lockett, thoughts on DJ Moore, either one of them finding their way into the lineup. Lockett is currently at the high end of where I would be willing to pay for him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's only 200 less than Waddle. The only reason I'm actually interested in playing him this week is because Metcalf is likely going to be out. If Metcalf were to, were to play this game, I'm not touching Lockett. Yeah, 6,500, yeah. Um, but I do think with their target tree is so tight there that if you take DK out of the equation, it's hard to really see Lockett get less than like 10 targets in this game. But Giants defense has been all right. Like I, I don't love the play. Uh, I think he's probably one that I would push off before some of the others. But uh, I get the play. I know he'll be popular. Uh, I've been playing him in cash like three straight weeks. He's finally now 6,500. He's been under 6K for so long mm-hmm. that to me it feels like the time to get off of him. Okay. But um, I think if you – it's more like you're playing him – versus Kenneth Walker kind of thing. Yeah. Both from the same game. Is that game going to be like kind of a slog? If there's no TK Metcalf, maybe they they, uh, lean on the run a little more. That's my concerns with Lockett. But, uh, I mean, he's probably like in my top five or six cash plays this week. Let's go cheaper. You know, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my guy, Wondell Robinson at at, um, 4,700. Yeah. I feel like this is just a great point for savings. Like the dude is out there. He's finally like he's healthy. He's running routes. He's getting targets. He's getting yards. Like God, I, I wish I could give credit to somebody. I saw it on Twitter. I'm so sorry, but the basically is like every single Wondell Robinson snap is a thrill. The dude is all over the place, dude. Sprinting, jumping, falling on the ground, just doing crazy stuff. Like I love Wondell Robinson. He was one of my favorite prospects. You know, obviously came in a bit short. I think if he was a couple inches taller, he would have been a day one prospect. I love the guy, and now that he's got a full-time role, he's their wide receiver one. I mean, there was no real question of it, but now that Tony's gone, I think it's very clear that uh, he is the guy that they want to be using going forward. So I I see Wendell Robinson at 4,700. I think to myself, this is a pretty easy way to lock in like seven, maybe even eight targets um, in a game that we expect there to be decently high scoring. So, um, you know, if I'm going cheap, Wendell Robinson to me is pretty much a lock. I just love the guy. I'm a little biased, but I absolutely love the play and I love the player. Okay. I feel like he's the, the wide receiver savings yep. this week. Uh, we mentioned DJ Moore. It's tough playing DJ Moore in general. His, yeah, you just, his never variance is high. Uh, and I just don't trust the Panthers defense or offense all that much. Oddly enough, the Giants are more trustworthy this year. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, Robinson is just like an easy way to get some savings this week. It allows you to play, to pay up at some of these other spots, um, going from like, say lock it down to, uh, Robinson here is pretty big. It's what's that 1800, uh, savings. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, to me, I'm looking at that other game first. And then for savings, I'll probably try to get um, Robinson in there more often than these other guys. The 600 less than more. I don't think he's all too different. He's going to get uh, a decent amount of targets, short targets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of them have much touchdown upside per se, but um, we've just seen, as you mentioned, like he's the exciting player on the field for a team that we've seen this happen. Um, Taekwon. Thornton a couple weeks ago, 
Like he was the exciting player on the field. They're giving him handoffs. They're trying to scheme this guy more. They want touches. the ball in his hands, right? Um, so there's a lot of excitement around him right now that I think uh, he's the guy cheap that I'm looking at more than anyone else. Any other wide receivers you want to chat about here? I mean, for me, it's yeah. pretty straightforward here. I got a couple that I could throw in there, but I'll, I'll give it to you um, first. One reason why I'm not all that excited about Lockett is for 500 less, you can get Chris Olave. Yeah, um, And I think if I don't play Kamara, why not just play Olave? I do like to get a piece of that game. So going like Jacobs and Olave off of Kamara and Lockett, I do like that 2v2. Um, so what's your thoughts on Olave? Because I think at 6K, 6K yeah, he's still the, too cheap. Yeah, he's still too cheap. I'm with you, man. I think Olave is a good play. Yeah. We, just gotta, I've, we haven't talked about him yet, but I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Yeah. So that's sort of where I stand at, at that mid-range. No one else is really jumping out to me. Um, I'll play... A, a decent amount of people in in that higher range i think this week at wide receiver but only those few really under 6k more uh robinson and then i i don't know if i can go back to drake london people are talking him up this week but he just either. like he's hurt me like three or four weeks where he's the guy i'm using as the bring back option because oh let's face the falcons but they just don't want to throw the ball man i, I hate it it's the most, like, it's so funny. I was making a joke about just, like, like Kyle Pitts' target share is elite. You know, like, you can, like, just, like, tweet all about, like, how elite their guys' target share is. But it's just, like, yeah. when they're running a 1920s offense where they throw the ball 13 times. And they're honestly not that bad right now because of it. It's it's super frustrating. Um, yeah. Anyways, pool, pool of five wide receivers, Lou. Man, it's... It's tough at wide receiver. I like so many this week, but I'll yeah, probably go with... Tyreek, Hopkins, Olave, uh, Wandale, and then I'll say I'll say Waddle as my fifth. Waddle is your fifth. Okay. okay. Let's shift over to the tight ends. It is gross. There's not a lot here. <laughs> the guys are on buy and off the slate. I mean, there's not like there's not. It's tough to even have a conversation about like paying up, in my opinion, because it's like, how how do you go about doing this? I, I, I wish I, her. Like a, I wish Ertz was cheaper, but I get why this is the week he would be over five k. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, because there's no one else. Like, I can't do it. I can't do Ertz at five k. I can't do Kittle at fifty seven, Goddard at five. I mean, Hawkinson. I can talk about at forty nine, but like, I go down this list. The first name that pops out to me is Fryermuth, probably at thirty nine that I have some interest yeah. in. Um, Pickett is is thrown his way early and often, like he's he's kind of a safety blanket. I know there's like the narrative of rookie quarterback and tight end safety blanket. Don't necessarily know how true it is, but it is true in this sense. I think there's a Pickett has like a ridiculous thing. It's like almost ninety percent completion percentage when throwing to Fryermuth. So for me, like I don't know if I'm locked into Fryermuth, right? But I think if like if the when I'm going from the list from top to bottom, you know, considering the player, considering the price, Fryermuth's like the first one where I'm like, okay, like I could see myself doing that. Yeah, I think it's it's somewhat interesting this week with the fact that there's no Kelsey and, and Andrews. I almost think that Kittle, just because of relative to the other guys' pricing. I kind of like the 5700 price tag for Kittle 
he's got 14 receptions, 180 yards the last two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with, with McCaffrey gone or McCaffrey there, um, I think it's potentially just going to help that entire offense, but they're playing the Rams. It's not a great matchup. Uh, they do have a good defense. I That's probably going to be somewhat low scoring of a game because mm-hmm. every Rams game is low scoring. Yeah, um, at this point in time, yeah, unfortunately. I like Ertz, as I mentioned, 5,100 is kind of pricey. I think from a raw player in matchup standpoint, I like Ertz. But yeah, I think a lot of people are going to play Hawkinson because he's an easy bring back uh, in your Miami stacks. But yeah, Fryermuth probably a guy I'm trying to get to. Uh, you get some savings, and he's not all that different. You mentioned all the the reasons why you could you could love him with um, Pickett there. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I think you just go under 3K. Like Juwan Johnson, someone interesting at 3,200. Uh, we saw it last week, but then you have Foster Moreau. And no, no, no offense. offense. No offense. Twenty eight hundred. I mean, that's starting to get to a price where I'm like, I, I can stomach that. I can stomach a no. Especially with uh, if DK is out, you assume maybe he gets a few extra targets than he normally. You'd would. like to think so. Yeah, I this think is I, the week. Yeah, I mean, I'm play. totally cool. Didn't he only get one reception last week? Yeah. In the game that Metcalf left. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, he has got a low floor. Like Fryermuth has a better floor. Some a, a lot of these other guys, even like Irv Smith, probably has a better floor. Um, yes. What about? Oh wait, never mind. Sorry, I was thinking of someone else. Um, I don't really like too many people under fan. Like sometimes we'll we'll go with yeah, these twenty five hundred guys. There's nothing there but, this week for me at twenty five. Yeah, I think, I think you know who's somewhat interesting to me though, uh, because it's Ellinger. Maybe we see something different. Mo Ali Cox, just a, a big body yeah. um, to throw to by the end zone. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Mo Ali has one of his two touchdown games this week, just because like who else um, is is Ellinger going to look to by the end zone? Like maybe oh this massive massive Jelani dude, Woods, maybe yeah, Jelani <laughs> Woods maybe yeah. What about Jawan Johnson? We we seen him kind of blow up last week a bit. Yeah, two hundred seems like a good price. Mike in the chat mentioned him. I mean I. I don't know if I'm going Jawan Johnson because I, I don't know if I'm going to like bank on another performance like that. But you don't need him to for 3,200. I think he's a good play. I yeah. just think that I find myself going elsewhere. I I like Juwan. Uh, he was the first lineup I built when I – because generally what I'll do at like tight end and defense is I'll just scroll – basically start at the bottom and start scrolling up. And uh, Juwan was one of the guys that I noticed right away, um, especially after last week. He's a guy that if I'm playing Olave, if I'm playing Kamara, I probably won't be playing Juwan. But um, just from a price per projection standpoint, uh, he's definitely a guy that stands out to me in that range. Uh, so I like Juwan. I think for that price, it's it's pretty decent. One play that I, you know, I don't think I have the balls to do it, but like. This is a guy who's in a great matchup. This is also a guy who has uh, he's seen his usage jump in the last three weeks. That's going to be Mike Gusecki. Um, You know, the, he started the season, he was like around that 60% routes run, which we don't really love to see amongst like starting tight ends. We like to see like above the 70% number. Yeah. Um, but he's getting there. Like he was high 60s, 70s. He's starting to get more run. I don't think there's like, I think he's kind of a mismatch. He's going to be a problem. I mean, a lot of people are a problem for the Lions defense, let's be real. But. Like I don't think there's a linebacker that necessarily can cover Gasecki when he's running routes. So like I'm I don't think I'm going there in cash. I think I'd rather go Fryermuth at 39 or cheaper. But 
Kisaki is at least one of those names where I, I keep looking at him and like considering it because I think he, like everyone's going to be going to Waddle. Everyone it's, is going to be going leverage. to Tyree Kill. Like he's going to come in like sub like five percent ownership. Like I I like you know Gusecki gets two touchdowns and things have changed for you. And it's it's a lot of savings. Like I I and I've been saying this pretty much the whole show with like the Waddle idea. But um, if you if you leave and you pick up a lineup and it's Tua with Waddle and Tyreek, and you bring it back with Hawkinson or Amon Ross St. Brown. Everyone, there's 10% of the field probably starts the same way, you know? So, because if you do Tua with Tyreek and uh, Gusecki, I think that's a good way to start. That's a little different. Maybe you play the idea, oh, Waddle is potentially still lingering his injury. Um, you just sort of hope that Gasecki gets the touchdown over one of those other two guys. Like they're getting peppered with targets, but Gasecki gets the touchdown and that makes up for the three targets that, that Waddle had on that drive, you know? So um, that's where I I like Gasecki. I probably will only play him in two lineups though. I don't think I can do it in cash. Freeman just feels a lot better in cash. Yep. Agreed. Um, Pull of three tight ends. Let's, let's, let's close things out here. Good defense. Um, I like Freeman. Fant, and I'll say uh, Kittle. Okay. Defense special teams. Um, it, it's tough for me because I don't really love a lot at the top, and I don't really love a lot at the bottom. I find myself gravitating towards um, the Jets-Pats game. Um, yeah. That's kind of like where I, things like, you know, it's a 40-point over-under. Not a lot of points are expected to be scored there. We got the Patriots coming in at 3K. I expect them to have decent ownership. I think... The Jets probably have a lot less ownership, but I like the Jets more at 2900 I mean, the, the, the price is nominal here. I just straight up like the Jets' defense versus the Pats a bit more. You know, we saw the issues with the quarterback. We saw yeah. the issues, like, in the second half of that game with the Bears. The Jets' defense has been pretty stout uh, most of the year. So I think at 2900 it, it offers I, – I mean, like, I think Jets de- – like, when I think of a defense, like, it's kind of a crapshoot. But, like, I at least want leverage, and I think the Jets' defense does give you that. Yeah, I do think that uh, I don't know how much leverage it has per se. I think from a standpoint that like people probably aren't going there. Um, I think people are going to go to Washington because of Ellinger. What I would say is the reasons you're playing Ellinger and the reasons that you're playing Washington defense, you can play them in the same lineup. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Ellinger, you're playing him because he's 4K. He can throw a pick or two. He can get sacked a few times, like get a fumble or whatever, but still make up for that at 4K. No, he could throw even a pick six and have a fumble, but yeah. still runs for 50 yards and a touchdown. Throws like, for I don't know how much I trust the Washington defense either. Yeah, I don't trust In them. general, like they're not all that great. Like Washington hasn't looked all that great this year in general. Um, that's where a lot of people are going to go. Texans are the same price, but I can't play the Texans defense after what i've seen running attacks due to them and they're facing arguably the best pure runner in the league um so yeah i think the patriots jets is probably a good game to target i think the cowboys bears are also a good game to target uh we saw that last week also like bears are just in a lot of these slow paced games that don't have a ton of scoring they have a good enough defense to keep um both sides of the ball from scoring so I think the, the Chicago defense could be somewhat interesting also. Like, they're kind of cheap. Um, 
Cowboys, you gotta pay all the way up. I think you might be able to afford going all the way up. Uh, I think I'd. Do you like Eagles more than Cowboys? Yeah, I think I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, I like Eagles more than Cowboys. But to me, like, I think it's gonna throw another couple interceptions. Yeah, I I just like your just take one of the the Patriots and Jets sides. Um, I would say if you're taking the Jets, I probably wouldn't have Ramondre in that lineup. Yeah, I wouldn't um, either. I don't have Ramondre. I, I'm not. I'm, yeah. not, I'm probably not gonna go Ramondre. So. So those are where I'm looking. Like Falcons got priced way up. Like they're facing the Panthers. I would have liked them, but 3,800. I don't think I could do it. Uh, and then besides that, like you could go Rams 49ers game. Uh, I've been saying I, I think could be low scoring, and they both have good defenses. It's pretty much been play the defense against the Rams has been a great uh, strategy so far. And the 49ers are only 3,100, so they're not overly expensive for one of the best defenses in the league. I think a lot of people will go there. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I think you just kind of go in, in one of those teams in the middle, Yep. go based off whatever the rest of your lineup is like uh, or whatever fits. All right, man. Any final thoughts? Week eight, DraftKings, main slate. Fun slate. A lot of the big name teams, high scoring teams are off the slate. It's funny because going into it, I was like, all right, we're just going to play all the Eagles. They're like the best team on the entire slate. And I feel like we come out of this as we're not going to play any Eagles. So that might be some some good leverage this week. Um, hope that maybe the Steelers can fight back a little bit. But yeah, a lot of the big name teams are off the slate, which hopefully makes some of these uh, island games a little more exciting this week. But yeah, it's a, it's a big slate this week. Only two teams are on by. So there's still a lot of games to pick from. All right. Lou, where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find your work? At uh at lucky underscore Lee Dog on Twitter. I work at Lucky Trader. I do some DraftKings Raymakers content for them as well. Find me on Twitter at FF Tyler O. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak